episode 175. Thank you all for listening to episode 174. It's still essential to me, damn it. I am Gary here with my co-host. Zazu the Great. Cody Bryant. Oh, jeez, Zazu. <laughs> just standing there. Like... <laughs> You can see him in a video. He's just a tall-ass-looking drink of water. He looks like Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Jesus. So uh, thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Uh, and on Friday, so this is this episode comes out on t- tomorrow, which will be today for those listeners, April 23rd. So on April 24th, if you get on Spotify, Wes Anderson has a new song out called Mind Quarantine, and he features Ted Bone from Pacifier. So we congratulate Wes and all his success. I'm excited to hear the song. Get on Spotify. Check out Wes Anderson's new song, Mind Quarantine. Looking forward to it again, featuring Ted Bone of Pacifier. Thank you, Wes. All right. So uh, we're going to get into trivia first so that we can get Jeremy out of the way. And this will be nice for all of us so that he will be a happy man. And uh, Bear, Bear, were you able to get the points or no? I I apologize now. Yeah, I got the points. Got them all added up here. And I know it's going to be backwards uh, because we recorded wrestling first. So that's for our listeners that listen to this one. We jumped a few points. So the points you hear on Thursday are actually what are the points going into next week. Did you want to give Parrot the last question before I completely have all the points added up? Oh, absolutely. Parrot, you ready for this last question from wrestling? Zazu the Great, I should say. Yeah. All right. So uh, Vince McMahon had a prestigious club in which he became a member. You came a member by kissing his ass. The Kiss My Ass Club contained six members over the course of time. Name these people. You got Hornswoggle, right? So <laughs> you get uh, you get six points because that was a two-point each question. So you get six points total. Good job, Parrot. All right, Bear. What Which a- sadly gets him to Gets him to what? 24 total points just for that round because he got all the um, – or he got the Royal Road, the uh, King of the Ring ones. So, our updated point standings, Gary with 359, Cody Bryant, 281, myself, 302, Parrot at 168, and Dub at 29. Dub at 29. So, he got 12 on that last one. So, I'm going to present my screen to the fellas here so that they can see Jeremy's questions. We're going to talk about them. And, uh, Jeremy, let me know when you guys can see my screen. All right, and we're gonna yep. we're gonna go here, Parrot. You'll, you'll probably have to get closer to your computer so we can actually hear your ass. <laughs> and I need a beer while you're up. 
<laughs> All right, Jeremy is typing, so we're going to get this first trivia question here. He was typing. He's probably copying and pasting his picture. All right. Wow, this is a, a big one. So let's start with our NFL draft question of the week. I'll give you five facts regarding five of this year's NFL draft entries. You need to match the player with the fact. Two points each for each correct answer. Excuse me. Uh, so first fact, I was a competitive weightlifter in high school. When I got to college, I completed a 585-pound squat. I played in the Little League World Series in 2011, hit three home runs and struck out 11 And of the 18 batters faced. My mother was a backup singer for the Rolling Stones, Bruce Springsteen, Whitney Houston, and Luther Vandross, among others. I can solve a Rubik's Cube in one minute, do a full flip while catching a football, and I bowled a perfect game two months after trying the sport for the first time. Well, fuck him. And uh, my brother is a trampoline gymnast, was a 2020 Olympics hopeful. Yeah, this is uh this is an interesting one. So our, our choices are Antonio Gandhi. Uh I see it says Golden. Is he Golden Gandhi? Is that what he goes by? Gandhi Golden yeah, is what it looks like. Gandhi Golden from Liberty, Jake from Jake from Georgia, uh Jalen Hurt Hurts, Oklahoma, Jordan Fuller, Ohio State. Kenny Wilkes, Michigan State. So, um, I'm going to just, Jesus, this is going to be such a pain to type in, uh, to put this stuff in, but we'll, you know, we'll do it. And, uh, I'm going to actually pause the show so we can type. All right. So we had to type our answers that, that took some time. So we paused it for a minute, but, uh, the question, as you all heard, so we're going to just give the answer. So. Um, well, I'll just ask Jeremy for the answers. We can kind of highlight. Barry, you kind of want to highlight what people said? Yeah, so um, Parrot has from as Little League World Series. Kenny Willicus as the 585-pound uh, squat. Antonio Gandhi as the uh, has mom as the backup singer. Jordan Fuller with the Rubik's Cube uh, front flip, catching a football, bowled a perfect game. Jalen Hurts, brother's a gymnast. Um, I have the same, except I switched Jalen Hurts and uh, Anthony Gandy Golden. Um, it looks like all of us have. All of us, oh, not Willikis. Uh, Cody has Willikis at number four there, which is. Uh, what was that one? Well, he has. Scroll back up for me. Yeah, that is the uh, the Rubik's cube was four. Okay, got it. All right, well, oh, we oh wait. Answer, so we, yeah. Yep, Rubik's cube was four. Brother gymnast is five. Yeah, you can see it. So. Looks like I only know my own. Uh, so we all got from whoever said from in the Little League World Series. Um, I believe I got Fuller as the backup singer, and that's all I got right after that. Yeah, looks like you got two. Um, I think we all got from for the Little League World Series. Yep. 
a guess so just the the thing so jalen hurts was the weightlifter uh jake from uh little league world series the jordan fuller's mom backup singer pretty cool to know uh gold gandy golden is rubik's cube in under a minute and do a backflip while catching a football makes sense he's a wide receiver should have thought that through and uh uh trampoline gymnast kenny wilkes so Next question is, you will see a list of NBA players. They all played for the same team at different times during their career. Which team did they all eventually play for? Move over. The one that's up there now? Yeah. Okay. Can you see the list? This better not be a trick question. So they all played... (laughs) They all rolled into the same I team. At one... Yeah, I feel like some bullshit trick question. I already know it. Michael Red, Eric Bledsoe, Jared Dudley, Brandon Knight, Seth Curry. Me and uh, Bear both said the box. What do we got from Cody Bryant? Oh, let me see. I'm trying to think, dude. Oh, I know Jared Dudley played for the Suns. Bledsoe played for the Suns at one point in time. Uh. I have no clue about Seth Curry. Besides him playing for like the Mavericks and the Blazers. That yeah. Michael Red, man. Yeah. And then Michael Red, all I knew he was in Milwaukee forever. There's only yeah, there's only two places that I uh knew of and you named both of them, so we'll see which one you pick. Um Hey, Seth Curry. I, I, yeah, I didn't even know Seth Curry was anywhere else besides Portland and and Dallas. And Jared Dudley played for damn near every team in the league. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would say the Bucks. Okay, Bucks for Bucks for Cody. What about you, Zazu? What do you think? Oh, Bucks. He said the Bucks as well. All right. So let's do, uh, let's get a go here. Seems like a trick question. We're probably all wrong. Probably be the Suns. Yep. It'll probably, it'll probably be Phoenix. Yeah. Yep. Phoenix tried to trick you guys here as they all played for the Bucks except for Curry. So that was, I, I like it. He tricked ask us. Him, ask him when Curry played for Phoenix. I don't remember. I that. Say, I don't like a, when did Michael Red play for Phoenix? <laughs> yeah, that's also so we'll see what he says. I'll look up Michael Red. Jeremy's giving us his uh, Jeremy statistics. I appreciate it, Jeremy. No, 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 no. Red's very last season was with the Suns. He didn't play much. (laughs) 
I like it. He, he pulled a trick on us, pulled the fast one, and uh, and Seth was 14 to 15. Nice. Huh. Well, damn. We'll get, we'll, we'll get that next question. Here we go. Seth Curry played for the Cavs? Shit, I didn't even know that. <laughs> and finally, it's... It's time for the return of the dreaded, infamous math question. This one's worth five points. If anybody can hit it on the dot, if not, closest gets three. Remember, order of operations do not apply in the equation. Take the number of different teams Derrick Rose played for. Okay. That Derrick Rose played for. Oh, shit. Plus the number of Super Bowl rings Gronk has won. Minus the number of all-star appearances Mike Trout has had. Multiply the number by Stan Stanley Cups Wayne Gretzky has won, plus the number of 18 Olympic appearances Team USA did not win the gold medal in basketball, plus the number of Air Bud movies that have been made, not counting Air Buddies or Christmas specials. <laughs> and he said, let's make it 10 points if anybody hits it on the dot because I can't see that happening, and five points for the closest. Parrot already gave his answer. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a good guess. Right? That's probably the answer. Hell. Parrot gave his answer of 25. I like it. Order of operations does not apply. So Derrick Rose teams. I like that. Plus the number of Super Bowls. What does Derrick Rose play for? Plus the Super Bowls that Gronk has won. All right. And minus the number of all-star appearances Mike Trout has had. All right, and then multiply that number by the number of Stanley Cups Gretzky has won. Plus the number of Olympic appearances Team USA did not win the gold medal in basketball. And then the number of Air Bud movies that have been made, not counting Air Buddies or Christmas specials. All right, I got my answer, I think. Oh, no. Parrot, Parrot said 25, I think 30. You know the bad thing is I just did all of this and think I, I may have it and got fucking 25. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not even going to put that. I'm doing 26. Fuck it. I'm serious. I just did it out. It's 25, so I'm doing 26 just to be different. 25 for Parrot. I'll put this in. I'm rocking with Parrot. I hope. I hope because I literally just thought of a number. So you saying 25, Cody? Yeah, I'm saying 25. What do you got? Four. Plus, or four plus three minus four minus three. Let me go back to my math. Let me see. The answer is eight. Eight. Wow. I want to see this. Show your math. Here we go. Number of different teams Derek Road has played for five. Number of Super Bowl rings Gronk has won three. 
So that would be. Let's go up eight. Number of all star appearances Mike Mike Trot has had eight. So sixteen. Number of Stanley Cups Gretzky has won four. Right. Zero then. He said yeah. it says he's won. So. But didn't he say order of operations does not apply? Or did he say a minus in here? I don't see a minus. Oh, he did say no, that. He said it did apply. No, it is. Yeah, it's right. So he had eight minus eight for Trout, and then t- four times zero is zero. Ah, uh, yeah. Three plus five, huh? Nice. So Parrot and Cody get five. I'm just trying to see where I went wrong, which is Mike Trout. I was way off. I said he only had four, but there was eight. Yeah, see, I, I thought... And the big Yeah, see, I thought... I sure when I, I sure go, fucking suck with 25. See, when I went up, I thought Derrick Rose had played for four. Uh, I don't know why. I had four, three. Yeah, I had four, three, four. I don't know why I had... Uh, oh, this is where I messed up. I put because I was trying to do math and I was adding together. I meant to put five for Super Bowl rings for uh, Gronk, and it's three, so I would have had a total of nine. But I put plus nine, so I ended up with thirteen. That's where I screwed up. And then I said thirteen minus nine, and I should have had nine minus nine, which was zero, and that's where I screwed up. And then I would have had uh, six plus two. Yeah, I would have been close. Son of a bitch. Would have had the math different, but I would have been right close if I would have paid attention to my math when I wrote it down. Did not. All right. So his, his what he gave us for this week. Have you guys watched the Bulls documentary yet that ESPN is showing for all those who grew up with LeBron? If this doesn't change your mind about MJ being the greatest, absolutely nothing will. Highlights they show are things MJ was doing that I still don't see even today. His intensity and drive to win will never be matched again. Kobe was the closest. LeBron was a born freak athlete and worked hard in building his physique, so he's been able to lower his shoulder and play bully ball during his career. LeBron never seemed to have that drive to win at all cost. MJ wanted to win. What I don't want what I don't get is how do people of this generation consider Brady and LeBron the greatest, which makes no sense because you've had to go against your arguments for each. Brady is not the fastest, strongest, or most athletic, but he's the GOAT because of his drive to win, and he's backed it up with incredible Super Bowl victories. If Brady had a losing record in Super Bowls, could he be considered the GOAT? No chance. But he's a winner. MJ wasn't the strongest or fastest, just like Brady, he was a winner. So to me, it's Brady and MJ, the GOATs, while LeBron and Rodgers are the freaks of nature you wish you could build in a lab. Back me up, Cody, in capital letters. That's all I got. See, see you guys for wrestling, which we already have. And he said, oh, and last thing, I'll say if you replace MJ in his prime with LeBron in his prime on the Heat, absolutely zero doubt in my mind the Heat win four championships, three at the very least. So thank you to uh, Jeremy. We're going to cover that in a second. First, got to thank Brandon at Allwear Clothing, allwearclothing.com. Thank you for being an essential business and helping with all the clothing needs of everyone. Sports teams, sweatpants, banana hammocks, thongs, boxers, underwear, bras i don't know he'll probably do anything for you that you need for us he's going to be doing koozies and stickers next so be sure to check him out brandon allworkclothing.com visit him in person in white house thank you again to brandon 
All right. So as always, thank you to Jeremy. And uh, so I, I'm going to let Bear go first. This is the thing that we're going to go into. We did have the first episode, two episodes of The Last Dance. A lot of things we got to talk about here. But first, Bear wanted to have an opportunity to look at this and uh, and tell uh, Jeremy his thoughts. So go ahead, Bear. All right. Well, first off, one, I think so far for the two episodes of the documentary that have been out, they're fantastic. And I think they're only going to get better, which is great. I like it. Um, it's what we need right now anyway, um, since there's nothing else on. But, um, I mean, going through pretty much what he just said, and that's fine. Everyone, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and argue um, who's the greatest of all time because it's an argument that no one will ever win. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. No one's right. It's all based on opinion. We're arguing about two guys who play two different positions. In my opinion, it's kind of silly. Whatever. They're both amazing. Um, anyways, back to that. Saying that LeBron has doesn't have the intensity and drive to win is ridiculous. Jordan, hardest worker in the gym, hardest worker in the room, 100 out of 100, no doubt about it. But to say LeBron isn't, or even in that category, and Kobe even is over LeBron, is crazy. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. The dude carried so many of those Cavs teams on his back that didn't make the playoffs. When LeBron left, the Cavs went from a 55-win team to a 20-win team because of one guy. One guy. And if you don't think that's enough, that's crazy. I'm pretty sure the Bulls still made the playoffs when Jordan left to go play baseball. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they did. So let's not get wild. Also, in Jordan's own words, if he didn't have Pippen, he wouldn't have won that many rings as well. Just FYI. Anyways, back to this. An argument even stating that, um, you know, LeBron doesn't have that drive. I just I just can't believe that, just, that Jeremy said that. It's, that's a little disappointing. I mean, it is. I don't know if he's trying to get anyone riled up in general. Again, I'm not going to argue who's better, who's there. And, yeah, that's fine. You know, LeBron is bigger, but that's because they play different positions. He's six foot nine, two seventy five. Jordan was, what, 6'6", 210 maybe? I get it, okay? The skills are there. LeBron can quote-unquote play bully ball, but that's how people play. That's the whole point. you got to find what you're good at. Jordan could drive, Jordan could shoot. LeBron can drive, LeBron can shoot. It's the same fucking thing. There's no difference. And then back to Brady and Rod- Who even brought Aaron Rodgers up in that? Yeah, Joe I- Montana's better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I was about to say, if you're, if you're talking build somebody in a lab, give me a Patrick yeah. Mahomes in a lab. And, and, well, and yeah, I mean, yeah. with Aaron Rodgers, that dude don't even have a six. Aaron Rodgers probably don't even have a six pack. I wouldn't <laughs> even touch him in a lab. <laughs> Shit. Right. He'd be a rat in a lab. lab. Yeah, Mahomes, I'd, I'd build Mahomes in a lab. You're right. And I get it. I, you would build LeBron in a lab. Don't get me wrong. If, you would, if, if someone said, pick a physique, pick any physique, LeBron would be, like, top three physiques that I would probably take. There's no doubt about it. It would be weird for a white dude to have a black body, but <laughs> I'm just telling you, I would want to, that'd be one of the ones i take. But, like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to argue who's better and whatnot. Just because the documentary comes up doesn't change anything. They're both amazing talent that we should all be lucky that we can even watch and see and don't have to sit there and worry about, you know, shitty ass NBA. We get we get to watch some excitement there. So we should be happy with what we're seeing. But anyways, I think the documentary I think it's great. I think Jordan may need to go see a doctor because them yellow eyes, I think that's some liver problem or something. You might want to get that checked out. <laughs> All right. So that's I, just the sky. 
<laughs> so the uh, I know we're not gonna we're not gonna have that MJ and LeBron argument like he said. Uh, Cody, what do you think of these claims made by uh, Jeremy here, and your take on the documentary thus far? I think he was just trying to get Bear riled up. It sounded like it worked. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that whole will to win thing. That was, I don't know, that was a reach. Um, I mean, but Jordan is the GOAT, and this this documentary will explain why. And because, I mean, it's, I don't know, you guys remember, you've seen the, the first two episodes. Yep. He dropped 60 on the Celtics. They still and lost. What, that was what, his rookie Or, no, that wasn't even his rookie year. Was it second year? Second year, yep. Second year, off a broken foot, didn't play. You know, he was only playing eight minutes, seven minutes a game, and dropped sixty. Uh, dropped sixty. What twice? Two games in a row. Dropped sixty. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean that, and then and then this whole Brady thing. Brady's not the goat. Brady's not the GOAT of anything. If Brady is anything, he's the greatest Patriot of all time. You're gonna find out this year. You're gonna find out this year with no Bill Belichick what Brady's really made of. Yep. We'll find and that's we'll find out this year. But at the same time, Tom Brady lost out playing time to Drew Henson. <laughs> what the so like, yeah, Brady couldn't beat out Drew Henson. Oh, come started. on, man. MJ didn't even make basketball his sophomore year. Get out of here with that shit. What? They even mentioned that in the show, that what? he didn't make his team in high school. Didn't make it his sophomore year, right? Yeah. Mentioned it in the show. That, though, that's like Jordan's, like, ethos. That's like his, uh, you know, to, to a lot of people, like, that's Jordan's, like, that's when Jordan was born. Because oh, exactly. he didn't make his uh, sophomore team, you know, didn't make varsity in, in sophomore year or whatever. And don't you think so, that's like the same thing with Brady not making it for the for the uh, Michigan Wolverines and then getting to the draft and having that drive to win? Couldn't it kind of be similar, just different ages? No, because no, that's college. High school and college are two different things. And so well, are college well, well, and pros. Time out, time out, time out, time out. The only reason why Brady even played is because Bledsoe got hurt. Now, don't get me wrong, it helps the right. drive. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I mean, yeah. I was going to get to that. Yeah, I was going to get to that point. Like, they want to build back the up on that one. Yeah, like, Brady didn't start against Drew Henson. He, he lost playing time to Drew. He was behind, on the depth chart, he was behind Drew Henson and, um, was it Brian Greasy? At Michigan, then he gets drafted in the fifth round. Was it fifth round or sixth round pick? Sixth. Six. Pick one ninety nine. Sixth round pick. You know, like, and the guys that got drafted before him. So, and then he gets to New England. He was third on the depth chart, and then they traded away. Then they trade away Testaverde or somebody behind Drew Bledsoe. Somebody like I mean, that. They were building that team. I can't remember now, but they were building that team around Drew Bledsoe. And the year they went to that first Super Bowl, 
Drew Bledsoe actually got him there because Brady got knocked out of that game. So if Drew Bledsoe doesn't even win that first game, who knows how everything turns out. So we can't, a lot of times people confuse success with greatness with a lot of guys. I mean, if we're going to go on that route, then Robert Ory is the greatest of all time. No, that's Bill Russell, man. Hey, Robert Ory, I'm Big Shot Bob. I'm just, I'm not, but I'm just saying. I mean, if that's what we're going on, if that's the metric we're basing it on, on championships, then Robert Ory is the second greatest player of all time. I don't, I don't think they do though. But you know, I think a pretty good they, consensus. They do in, like, certain sports. For some reason, they do that in football a lot, and some and how somehow with LeBron, when he got into the league, that's kind of when this whole like, well, LeBron's not winning championships thing. That's when that got started, and then it went from, uh, you know, LeBron not winning championships to like, if you don't like LeBron, then you're a LeBron hater, you know, it's, it's and everything is kind of switched up. But that whole, like, not wanting the LeBron out, having the will to win, that's asinine. Yeah. And, you know, like, there's a, a few quarterbacks, I would take in the league just right now, you know, ahead of Brady. So, I just, I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens with, uh, you know, Gronk. And then he's got Mike Evans on the outside, too. Man, and don't then, forget uh, Godwin. I can't remember who's got Chris Godwin. <laughs> So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We got Bruce Arians. But, I mean, I don't know, man. With this, but, I mean, with the Jordan documentary, though, this is a, this will explain why to a whole generation of uh, basketball fans to why people say Jordan is the GOAT. Like, if you don't know why or if you think, like, people are just being old haters, like, watch this documentary, and then you'll see why. And then this one, when it comes to Jordan, really isn't even one of the better documentaries about him. Um, there were two. I got to think of which ones they were now. But um, they were when Jordan was in his, you know, prime Jordan. Like, it was, uh, I think, his airness or something like that. And there was another one that they did around the time they did Face Jam. But... Uh, it'll basically show you why Jordan is the GOAT. I mean, hell, the man took off two years from playing basketball to go play double-A baseball. He got out of the car, played double-A baseball, and hit 220. Like, Tim Tebow thought he could do some shit like that, and he can't even hit his weight right now. So... And they try to say Tim Tebow was one of the greatest college football players of all time, which is a crop. But, <clears throat> you know, like Jordan, man, Jordan is that dude. And granted, who knows what he would have won without Pippen. Because, I mean, Pippen was no slouch. Then he left, and he ended up going to Houston after that. And then he went to Portland, but then those teams made the conference finals while he was there. 
And both those teams were stacked, too, like you and I talked about. You know, with the Rockets, they had Barkley and Hakeem Olajuwon. They, they were the only team that won titles between Jordan. Right, right. And really, that was, uh, at that time, the Houston Rockets, man, they were, they were probably the only team that legit had a shot of beating those Bulls teams. I mean, they beat them, I think they swept them in the regular season, uh, that 93 year, 93, and in 97, I think, when Jordan came back. So, you know, they they had the best shot. And, I mean, you got to think of the teams that Jordan beat to win his championships. I mean, he beat the dream team, basically. Like, all those guys that he beat were in their prime. He beat Gary Payton and Sean Kemp in their prime. John Stockton and Carl Malone in their prime. You know, Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, um, those uh, those Blazers teams, man, they were coached by I think Mike Dunleavy one year and then Rick Adelman the next. Right. So, I mean, I think they, I think people kind of have a sliding scale when it comes to LeBron just based on the competition that he beat for his championships. And I with the one the, when he beat the Warriors, I think they kind of vindicated him. But that loss to the Mavericks still hangs over his head right now. Like people still hang on that fucking loss to the Mavericks, and the fact that he couldn't post up JJ Barea, who's five one, you know, buck seventy five. So, <laughs> and I mean, neither one of them really could shoot. I mean, like, people fail to realize, like, Jordan, like, Jordan had the same type of athleticism that LeBron did back then. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, Jordan was a freak of nature, too. He was just a smaller guy. Like, a lot of people said you couldn't build a team around a guy that small. And they ended up building that team around Jordan, and they got five rings out of it. So. Or six. To be able to, I mean. If they don't have that success, then who knows? Maybe they don't build a team around a guy like LeBron later on. Right. So, um, Zazu, I know you watched this because we were playing poker uh, on the PlayStation as we were watching this. So, Mr. Zazu, Hornbill Parrot, what'd you think, man? I mean, for me, you know, like me and you were talking about after we watched it, um, for me, you know, this is a lot of learning because I was, you know, too young or not, you know, I was a year old when all this was going on. So, you know, for me, it's more educational, um, actually learning more about Jordan and those Bulls teams and, you know, everyone around him. But I think this is one of the better documentaries I have. There's going to be a lot of learning, you know, in the last eight episodes. Um, that I do think that without Pippen, Jordan doesn't win, you know, some of those championships, I'd never realized how um, important he was to that team. Um, and it's just, there's just a lot of uh, information that, you know, I'm taking in and realizing like, wow, you know, I didn't get to see it. Cause like you guys did. And like LeBron's my version of that. And you know, that's why I think so highly of LeBron. But, um, as far as as far as the whole documentary, I, I enjoyed it so far. I'm gonna watch it every week. Um, I look forward to it next Sunday.
Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can agree with you, too, because uh, I look at being a Celtics fan. I look at Paul Pierce. He doesn't win a title without Kevin Garnett. Not happening. Uh, if it was him and Ray Allen, I still don't think they win the title. Um, it, it just doesn't happen. And uh, with Pippen and Jordan, I think Jordan still wins, like, probably four, honestly. Um he, he was a freak, man. And, I mean, they were in the playoffs his, his second year there. I mean, granted, he didn't win any until Pippen came along, but he did win six. Like, And they were still a good team without uh, Jordan there, but they didn't win without Jordan. It's the same thing as if Pippen wasn't there, but Pippen you know, is not Jordan, as we all can agree. But uh, Pippen did play a part, as we all agree with that, too. So this was a I, – I agree with this. This was a good series. It was fun to watch. It was fun watching uh, – Jordan, young Jordan with uh, Larry Bird in his 30s. It was fun to see uh, being a Larry Bird fan and a Celtics fan and, and just reminiscing about, uh, you know, Larry Bird. And a lot of people don't know, you know, even about Larry Bird, that he played at Indiana first and then uh, went to Indiana State and got eligible. Actually got drafted by the Celtics the year before his senior year. And he went back for and said that. He just had to sign before that that draft of uh before the next year's draft after his senior year if he didn't he could have got drafted again so obviously he did became the highest paid rookie at the time and then it's like the same shit with jordan jordan was doing shit in the 80s that nobody did you know scoring that 63 was huge against a boston team that was obviously a good team in the 80s they won three championships in the 80s so you can't deny what he was doing and what he did uh and to kind of wrap this up we'll continue talking about this each week i mean it was interesting to learn some stuff about pippen and that uh, seven-year deal uh, he got was for $18 million, which seems like a bad decision, but when you think about it in the early 90s, making that decision on a long-term deal, not too bad. Uh, made some good money. Um, and then... Pippen screwed himself on that deal. Say that again? I said Pippen screwed himself on that deal. Oh, yeah. He did. And, uh, he did, but at the time, yeah. Out earning Jordan in total salary throughout his career at the end of that last episode. Yeah, by the time Jordan left the Bulls, he was in, I think he wasn't even in, a, I don't think, top 10 in salary at that point. He was making more off of endorsements than he was in actual salary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's well, huge, too. Yeah, because he's. He, and, I mean, with Pippen you know. I mean, when he got drafted, he kind of, you know, with his, like, home situation, he ended up taking more of his money on that contract in the front end. So, by the time that deal came around, um, hell, I was listening to um, the Omani Jones podcast, The Right Time, and uh, by the time Pippen's contract came up, uh, John Hot Rod Williams, was like top five. He was, I think, he was the third highest paid player in the league at that time. So, I mean, think about that, John Hot Rod Williams. Which I don't know, that might go over everybody's head because now I think I turned into Uncle Cody. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the fun fact, though, you look at it now. I mean, Jordan's worth two point one billion now. I mean, the guy. It's insane. And uh, as we know, owns the Hornets, all of those magical things. The thing I found funny about the Bulls in that documentary is the owner saying, you know, Phil, I don't care if you go 82-0, and you're not coming back. And Phil's like, whatever, and goes and wins five oh, more. Yeah, the GM, yeah. Yeah, and goes and wins oh, five. Yep. Gary Krause, yeah. Goes and wins 
Five more championships with the Lakers. 11 championships total. Absolutely insane. Yeah, they uh, they, they roasted Jerry Cross on that one. Uh, it's too bad that he's uh, – I, I, I feel bad because he's dead and he can't defend himself, but everyone can talk shit that he broke him up. But look what – I mean, he put him together. The motherfucker yeah, ain't that he did put him together. They, he might have been a dick, but they, he right. put him together. I think he was trying to get his credit for putting them together, but at the same time, when you have Michael Jordan – and Scotty Pippen on your team, like, there's not that much credit you can really go fish for. Besides saying that, you know, I brought him in. Right. And he's the one that traded for Scotty. I didn't know that Pippen got drafted by the Supersonics and that trade happened. I, that, that yeah, was I, that, I didn't oh, yeah. know. <clears throat> so, but, I mean, that's I was going to say, between that and watching uh, Charles Oakley slap the shit out of Pippen when he was a rookie, I think those yeah. are two huge <laughs> That was great. Scotty, yeah, how you want to do you like that, man? No wonder why Future fucking was banging your wife. Yeah, he slapped all the pride out of that man. That's all right. His, uh, his new girl's hotter than his ex-wife was anyway, so good for Scotty. Right. I mean, obviously her standards weren't that high. She went from Scotty Pippen to Future. <laughs> oh. well, that's, that's because uh, Sierra, just because Sierra left him and went to Russ. So <laughs> I know, like it seems like everybody, you know, like if you if you're not with Future, you kind of upgrade. Like I, you know. <laughs> that's. Uh, I mean, it's just crazy to think, you know, how many championships the Bulls probably could have won. If they, you know, if they didn't have that drama before, if they didn't have that drama with in like '94, '95, you were what? Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for this week because I think this one or this week they're doing, uh, they're going in with the bad boys and all that. So that they should be a really good one. You right. play and you that's another Yeah, that's another one too. I mean, Isaiah Thomas should have been on the dream team. Yep. And they fucking put Christian Leitner on that bad boy. <laughs> I mean, it. no offense. I mean, Christian Leitner, he's a good player, but he ain't Isaiah Thomas either. No, I agree. I agree. Uh-uh. So, and then, oh, uh, everybody got homework from Uncle Cody. Uh, <laughs> those Jordan documentaries watch is called uh, Come Fly With Me. And Michael Jordan's playground. All right, and then if you got time, NBA superstars. Like those kind of further explain why, like Jordan is the goat. But yeah, and then uh, once they get to Jordan playing baseball, you got to try to find that uh, thirty for thirty. Uh, Jordan rides the bus. Like that'll show you. Like I mean, huh? I think I saw that one. That was a good one. That was one of the better ones in the early, like, 30 for 30s. I mean, that that was a uh, hell. If they didn't strike that season, Jordan probably would have got called up. Very possible. So we've got uh, – I mean, it could have happened. Yeah, I think if he, got call, if he gets called up that season and he's remotely successful, 
Like, there's no conversation about anything. Like, nobody. They would probably compare Mike to Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Right. And then besides that, there would be nobody else. Like, you wouldn't be able to compare anybody in basketball to Jordan ever again. Yep. So, um, we'll wrap wrap this basketball up. Uh, and we there's two more episodes this week. Looking forward to those to discuss next week. So one thing, I, I had a, a thing here, so I'll start with uh, Zazu on this one. It's a, still a basketball question. So you have one, and this was a Sports Nation question, one contested jumper to win you $5 million. All players in their prime, there's only three, or you can pick someone else. Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, or someone else. So and you can pick anybody, essentially. One contested jumper to win you $5 million, anybody in their prime. Go ahead, Zazu. Um, honestly, give me Jordan. Bear. For one, one shot. Where's the jumper? Where's the jumper from? <laughs> right, where's it from? Let's say mid-range jumper. Oh, if it's mid-range, give me LeBron on that step back. You just sold your age. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think he'll uh, he'll end up just passing the ball from mid range. I mean, people are gonna hate, but give me Ray Allen. Five million mid range is one of the most clutch shooters. Not for mid range though. Eh, I don't like it. It's any contested jumper. I made my own rule. All right, there you go. Any contested jumper. <laughs> Ray Allen, he was one of mine uh, as well. I, I I had I had Ray Allen up there. Uh, I had to I had to throw Larry Legend in there just because Celtics Homer, and then Reggie Miller. He wasn't a bad one either. Right. What about you, Cody? I mean, you got the NBA three is a mid range jumper anyway. <laughs> That's true. Like I remember when the line was first back. Showing your age there. Yeah, no, Uncle Cody came back. <laughs> Man, back in my day, that there was no three-point line. <laughs> <laughs> we, played, we played basketball with twos only. <laughs> hey, hey, back in my day, you played with the big man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We didn't have that Steph Curry from half court, that bullshit. <laughs> Steph Curry was the ball boy. We didn't do that. He was. He played. He was a halftime show. Nobody wanted to see that trick shot shit. <laughs> uh, fantastic. And James Harden. Oh, so hard. He would have never played again. <laughs> so um, we'll wrap up basketball because we still got a lot of shit to do, and we're already forty-seven minutes in. Uh, so thank you to Crandall's Quality Lawn Care. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not Loyalty Island, since we all seem loyal to uh, LeBron or Jordan or anything in general. So Loyalty Island, which is owned by France. Thank you to Sean again. Uh, give him a call. He can do landscaping, sidewalks, mowing your grass. He'll clean your gutters, leaf pickup, anything right now. Uh seed he'll lay the seed uh anything like that uh give sean a call again 419-704-5471
So uh, for NASCAR, uh, Cody Bryant wasn't here last week, and and we discussed the whole situation uh, with Kyle Larson and what he said in iRacing. Uh, and we wanted to hear what Cody has to say because obviously we are three white men. Cody, African American, uh, has better perspective because we don't know how it affects uh, us. I mean, it's it's bad. We know it's bad. We know it's wrong. But uh, we wanted to hear what Cody Bryant had to say about the whole situation as well. All right, I'm gonna start off by basically starting us off the way Bubba Wallace should have started it all by being like the only black dude and basically being the ask a black dude of, of, uh, you know I'm not representing the black delegation alright this is just my opinion and that's probably what Bubba Wallace should have said in the first place and uh, <clears throat> but he got put in a shitty situation because of what Kyle Larson did and I mean Kyle Larson, like what he did was shitty and being a black dude, he says that shit all the time. Like, there's no way you can convince me that that was a slip of the tongue or, um, you know, a mistake or whatever he wants to call it. Like, no, dude, you say that shit all the time. And you would think for somebody that's uh, part Japanese that kind of have a little bit of understanding, but at the same time, you want to fit in, so that's kind of what you do. Because I'm pretty sure he wouldn't want anybody calling his, uh, the car that he drives, you know, like a rice burner or, you know, fucking <laughs> his car ran out of voice or shit like that. So, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, I don't think he would appreciate any shit like that, you know, or if they would have asked him if he shifts gears with chopsticks. You know, they wouldn't, nobody would like that shit. Wasn't that China oh. anyway? Huh? Yeah, I was saying, isn't that China anyway? I mean, it's like saying if you, you know, drop a bomb on him or Hiroshima or any of that, Nagasaki, any shit like that to him. Right, you know, like, you know, it, you know that, that shit's not cool, man. He just, he had no, he knew he was wrong. And then he tried to fix it with a shitty apology. Agreed. So, and then after his shitty apology, he called, they called Bubba Wallace, and they expect Bubba Wallace to be, you know, the spokesman for all black people in America, and which I think was shitty. Um, and then, at the same time, Bubba Wallace don't want to fuck up any more money that he's already fucked up this year after he did his little rage quit thing. So, he's basically going to say just enough to where it kind of blows over so I mean do I think Kyle Larson you know should have got fired and all that shit no I mean I work I work around people that say shit like that personally on a regular basis and that's when you pull them aside and you tell them hey you say some shit like that again I'm gonna slap the shit out of you and then you walk away and leave it at that so uh, I don't know it just like, to me, all of it all around was just pretty weak. And and the fact that nobody else in NASCAR kind of spoke up about it either was kind of, you know, like, to me, that was very telling. You know, as in who? As in, as in, as in other drivers uh, or as in? Yeah, 
Yeah, like other drivers. I don't know. I don't know if anybody said anything else. But I mean, that's the that's the thing though is what is what because everyone else and I'm just gonna say this everyone else is white. You just don't touch that. I would if I was a driver in NASCAR and he said what he said. I put my hands up like I ain't saying a thing. Like, you, what are you going right. to say? That's because right. you're going to come off one way or another. Or, uh, that's right. Like, I guess we can't win. And, yeah, like, if we can't win a situation for a lot of guys. Because, you know, yeah. like, they don't want to lose their money. And you can't necessarily blame them. Because if you don't have that money, you know, it's not like you, you know, it's not like they're sponsoring themselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't necessarily blame them for, you know, not wanting to mess up the money. So, and then I think with, with Bubba Wallace's statement, like, I think it was just, uh, it was hollow to me. Like, if you, if you give that same statement and you have somebody else say it, you know, like a current driver, you know, I say basically anybody, um, like, uh, was it Keselowski? I think I just said yeah. his name wrong. Um, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Kyle Bush, you know, anybody. With a little bit of, you know, anybody with a little bit of, with a little bit of clout, a little, a little bit more than Bubba Wallace. I mean, hell, outside of Bubba Wallace's family, I don't think anybody knows that Bubba Wallace is a black dude driving a NASCAR. <laughs> right. Well, so, on top of that, it doesn't help, too, that he just went on a big 50-fit rage quit. So, right. And it's, it's, it's a whole different thing. But, I mean, he just had his name in the news a week earlier for pretty much being a big old baby, you know? So, that also doesn't really help the situation either. Right, and that's the thing. He was just put in a shitty situation. So, he's got to do what he can to save his little bit of money. So, but, I mean, honestly, I think if somebody like Jimmy Johnson or Keselowski or, um, I don't know, like Boyer or something like that, any one of those guys with a little bit of clout and if they say like no you know what he said was wrong like that's really all they had to say yep. you know like but you know it's kind of like when Aaron Rodgers spoke up for uh, uh, like Eric Reed and Kaepernick and uh, Malcolm Jenkins you know he spoke up but hell by the time Aaron Rodgers spoke up it was already after he signed his new deal so he had already got his money and, you know, when you're Aaron Rodgers, you're not, they're not going to take it away from you. So, I mean, if you're going to say something, then you should be on in the beginning. You know, come on in the beginning. Don't just jump on, you know, for a sound bite just because it sounds cool or might make you a little, look a little bit better and then do nothing else afterwards. And I just, like, right, I don't know. With the whole NASCAR thing, I think it was all just for show, really. And uh, I just, I don't know, man. But it's just one of those things that you can tell when somebody's not around too many black dudes or just black people in general or minorities in general that, you know, or it just anybody, you know, not even minorities, just anybody to tell him, like, hey, man, that shit ain't cool. Like, you don't say that. You know, it's, but... You know, you, I don't know, man, you would think, you know, and him of all people, you know, I'm, I'm sure he probably gets his fair share of everything being, you know, being part of Japanese. 
So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it just it was wild to me. Right. Uh, you know, I, did, I didn't expect a guy that was, you know, minority as well, you know, has some Japanese in him to make that comment. That was kind of surprising to me um, that he did. But and, and Cody, thank you for uh, giving us your thoughts on that and uh, sharing that with us. So we wanted to hear it last week, but I'm grateful we could hear it this week. And uh, as we go into a, a few more things before our draft special, so to speak, I know Cody's excited for this. We got to thank Tim at Verizon. <laughs> Verizon is a true technology business partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies that can positively impact operations and increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, we do not wait for the future. We build it. Get in touch with a parrot in your area. (laughs) Verizon.com. All right, so Bear... um, I wanted to talk about golf. I saw the match champions for charity to benefit COVID-19 relief is going to be happening. Uh, can you tell us who's in that? Yeah, it's going to be Tiger and Peyton Manning versus uh, Phil and Tom Brady, I guess, in a charity 18-hole um, match play sort of match um, team-wise or skins or something like that. I don't know. I don't think they've ironed out all the details. I don't even know where they're playing yet. They just uh, say it's going to be sometime in March, or I mean in May, excuse me, next month. Um, and I think in Florida. But um, other than that, that's all there is. Um, and I know that TNT picked it up, so it will not be pay-per-view. It will be on uh, cable TV, which is nice. So uh, that'll be cool. Something else to look forward to. Um, but it sounds like it's going to happen. Since, you know, Florida reopened everything already because it's Florida. Uh, <laughs> you know, Florida doing Florida thing. That's right. WWE is still essential. Uh, and then uh, uh, last thing, so baseball, before we get into the NFL, baseball suspended the Boston Red Sox replay operator for one year and Doc's draft picks as punishment for sign-stealing scandal. It's only second round. And then Alex Cora is suspended 2020 season only for his role in Astro sign-stealing. So, uh, for NFL, you, we already mentioned earlier, Gronkowski got traded to the Bucks. Uh, him in a seventh-round pick for a fourth-round pick, and then the uh, Saints are scrapping their offensive program, their off-season off program, excuse me, and uh, we assume other teams will follow suit. And the to go back to Gronk real quick, one thing I found funny was that. WWE said congratulations to Rob Gronkowski, current 24-7 champion to his on his return to football per the rules of the 24-7 title. Gronk must defend the championship at all times at any location. He could be celebrating a touchdown pass from Tom Brady, dot, 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 anytime, anywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> WWE's getting their fix in. Oh, God. and fucking <laughs> Mojo Raleigh coming up and knocking Gronk out with a helmet and pinning him. Oh, it's got to be. During a fucking walkthrough. It's got to be all. You know what? It's got to be our truth. I hope it's Gronk that does it. Oh, God. Knock Gronk down. <laughs> it's got to it'll, it'll, it's be our truth. It'll probably be our truth, though, maybe. At least I hope it is. I'm sure it will be. All right, so let's. They'll uh, probably have fucking like Callisto or some shit dressed up <laughs> in a fucking mascot uniform. So, 
we'll get into this. Um, the uh, before we do, uh, I, we're we're just gonna go right through this. I'm gonna say number one pick. Uh, who the team is right now, if you think it's the same team, and who you think the pick will be so we can get right through this real quick. Uh, so we hope we can get this done in uh, 20, 20 to 25 minutes, but we'll see how it goes. All right, so first on the board, we've got the – and we'll go in, we'll go in this order. We'll go Bear, just because I'm looking at you at the screen like this. So we'll go Bear, Zazu, Cody, myself, and continue on. So, all right, first pick, Cincinnati Bengals. Bear. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow here. All right, second pick, Bear, Washington Redskins. Chase Young. Chase Young for me. Yeah, that's what my cheat sheet says. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chase Young here as well. Detroit Lions. Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda here. All right, hold on. Let me check my chart, man. <laughs> hold on. I got a couple charts here. Uh, yep, yep. I see. Uh, I got Okuda, man. They got a trick. They got to replace Darius Slay. There you go. Okuda here as well. All right. Back to Bear. Number four pick, New York Giants. Um, I'm going to go with uh, right tackle from Alabama, Jedrick Wills Jr. I think the Giants should be smart and be boring with this pick, but who knows? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Tristan Wirfs, the guard from Iowa. Oh, uh, hold on. Oh, I got I to switch cheat sheets, man. It's a paywall. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, whoever, uh, yeah, the, the tackle from Iowa, man. It's probably a big white dude. Is this the white dude that can jump out of the pool or something? On, like, a straight vertical? No, nah, it looks like a black dude. Yeah. Oh, man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. Tristan is kind of like, uh, you know, that's, that's a, that's one, that's like a, like a white Jerome. I don't know. Do you think that truly happens, though? Uh, I, I'm going the same uh, as, as you guys uh, were from Iowa. All right, number five, uh, Miami. Tua. I'm going Herbert with the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to go Tua, man. I don't know where the Justin Herbert stuff came from all of a sudden. I don't know. I think somebody's trying to hope Tua falls so they can get him, I think. I just didn't see. I don't know. I didn't see anything with Justin Herbert. I think it's coming from the Dolphins, just so they can get Tua. We'll see. Yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, I, but I am also. I'm going to go with actually paired on this one. Give me Herbert going to the Dolphins. Uh, so number six, Bear, San Diego, or excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers. I have Herbert going there. I got uh, Mackie Beckton, the offensive lineman from Louisville. Uh, yeah, I think Herb, Justin Herbert go to L.A. 
And I think they're going to take Tua out in L.A. All right, so number seven, Carolina Panthers. This is where my shit starts to get wild here. Um, I have them taking Eric Brown, defensive lineman from Auburn. And I have Carolina taking Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker out of Clemson. Cody. Uh, hold on, let me, let me, let me pull out the charts, man. Uh, Derek Brown. Uh, I, I think Isaiah Simmons as well. All right. Uh, eight, Arizona. I have Cody Bryant's good friend, Tristan Wirfs, going there. Because I just have a picture. <laughs> I got uh, Derek Brown, the D tackle from Auburn, going to Arizona. Leaves you, Cody Bryant. All right. Uh, Wills. <laughs> from Alabama. All right. And, uh, I got a lot of charts, man. I got, I got a whole war room going right now, man. I got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> And uh, I'll I'll put C.J. Henderson out there with Arizona. All right, Jacksonville uh, to Bear. Uh, I have Isaiah Simmons dropping to Jacksonville, which is funny because I have another big player dropping them later on. So I don't know why I gave the Jaguars such a good draft, but for whatever reason I did. Uh, I got the Jags going with D.T. from South Carolina and Javon Kinlaw. Uh, I got Jacksonville picking up Isaiah Simmons, man. A lot of leadership coming out of Clemson. Clemson's going to miss him, man. Linebacker, great field awareness. You know, he's like a ball hawk out there, man. There's, there's not a tackle that he's not involved in. You know, he's going to be a big asset to the Jags, man. They pick him up. All right, how much of that was bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> And I've got. It it did sound good. I've got (laughs) defensive tackle from Auburn, Derek Brown. All right, ten Cleveland Browns. Makai Beckton go to the Browns. I think they stay there and they they have a boring draft and take an offensive tackle, which they need. I'm gonna stick with that. Um, I'm gonna go offensive tackle, but I'm gonna go Georgia's Andrew Thomas. Cody Bryant. Uh, you know, I, I agree with Bear, man. Makai Beckton. You know, big offensive tackle. You know, he plugs holes, man. He gives you gaps, helps out in the run game. You know, in the passing game, his blocking dude, he's a pancake artist. Now, you might as well put him on a griddle. Nobody's <laughs> getting by Oh. Uh, the grid, grid, all iron. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go offensive tackle here as well. Give me Jedrick Wills, Alabama. All right, Bear, New York Jets. Uh, I think they stay with uh, on the offensive line category here. And Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. I think they skip on wide receiver and go boring with tackle to protect Darnold. 
And I am going to stick with Bear on the offensive tackle, but I'm going Jet Trick Wills from Alabama. All right, now like you guys, I'm going to stay on the offensive side on the ball, but I think I'm going to go with a shock, man. I am, I'm going to go with a shocker, and uh, I'm, I'm going to say C.D. Lamb. You know, give Darnold a little help out there on the outside. Great route runner. Uh, you know, you can't. There aren't too many guys in college that can hold him. So, I mean, there, and how many corners is he going to burn in the NFL when he gets up there? I mean, think about that. Darnold, the lamb on the deep ball. Hey, the winner. Interceptor. <laughs> Interceptor. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I agree with uh, Bear on this one tackle. They're going to stick with it, Andrew Thomas. But don't be surprised if uh, the Jets and Cleveland have swap picks, kind of like uh, we agree here, Wills and Thomas, kind of like uh, Parrot and I did here. So number 12, Las Vegas Raiders, Bear. I have wide receiver from Alabama, Jerry Judy, going there. Two first names, one man, one woman. <laughs> See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Alabama here, but I think the Raiders take two at twelve. Not bad. And uh, Carr is still in Vegas, isn't he? Yes. Yep. Oh yeah, they're gonna try to get him some help, man. So they go. I think they're gonna draft Jerry Judy. Who wears a star of David, but he's not a Jew. Oh, my God. <laughs> True story. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think they're going to try to get him some help. Let him run the deep ball, man. Great route. You know, he's got good speed, good hands on the outside. Car won't throw the ball deep, so he's going to be running a bunch of slants and outs and shit. So, you know, this match made in heaven. Groove is going on. Perry, are you taking a shit? <laughs> <laughs> You just moved from a room to room and you just went and sat right, right. down in a room and looked awfully like a shitter. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's, that looked like a bathroom color to me. Is it? Yeah, it's shower right there. Oh. I was just taking a shit. I so you <laughs> sat down to piss? Oh, that's even worse. Man. You should have just said you was going dropping a deuce. You just sat down to pee? Yeah. stream on Stream. Jesus. Nah, he was trying to tell everybody what the biggest uh, Raiders season was going to be. Yeah, they sit down when they pee. I'm taking Jerry Judy to the <laughs> taking Jerry Judy to the Raiders as well. Bear 13, San Francisco 49ers. This is this is where San Francisco is going to get scary because they're about to get C.D. Lamb. And Jimmy G is going to be throwing to him all day, every day. That's exactly what I have. I have CeeDee Lamb going to pair up with Garoppolo out in San Fran. See, I think they're going to go, you know, I think they're going to get a receiver from Alabama. I think they're going to get real sophisticated with their pick. They're going to get Henry Ruggs the third. So they've got their running routes with his pinky up. And, uh, you know, you got the porn stash and, 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 and sophisticated route running, man. It's just a beautiful connection, man. Take a little bit of pressure off of, um, oh my gosh, off the tight end. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Kittle. Yeah, take some pressure off of Kittle. You know, get that deep ball out there. Jimmy G will throw him out. You know, tell him to go long, throw him, go routes with his eyes closed. 
Back in the Super Bowl, one more time. I'm also going. I'll make this shorter. Henry Ruggs at third. Bear, Tampa Bay, 14. Well, you know what they need. They need someone to protect Brady because they have zero offensive line help. You saw Winston run for his life last year. So I'm going to go with uh, Josh Jones, who? From Houston. All right. And I'm going to stick with the offensive line, but I'm going to go Ezra Cleveland from Boise. I'm going to stay with the offensive line. I think they're going to pick up, you know, big Andrew Thomas, man. Big T out of Georgia. You know, you got to get them big southern boys, man. And I'm chicken and waffles, biscuits and gravy. You know, you got to get somebody big to protect Brady down there. Ain't like he moving around, so you need somebody to guard the statue. Exactly, and because you need a big, you need because they he needs a big guy to block for him. I'm taking the biggest lineman in the draft. It's six seven three fifty five. Mackay Becton out of Louisville. Number fifteen, Denver Broncos. Henry Ruggs the third. They need wide receiver help there, and they're going to get it. I got the uh, Broncos taking Jerry Judy out of Bama. No, I think the Broncos are going to switch it up, man. I think they're going to try to replace, you know, Von Miller, he's getting up there in age. He already has blind with them Coke bottle glasses he wears. So, uh, you know, you're going to have to replace him. So I think they're going to go uh, and pick up uh, Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina, defensive tackle. And I think they get wide receiver help. This is where CeeDee Lamb's going, Oklahoma, wide receiver, 6'2", 189. They need that out there. They need that help. Number 16, before we take a little break after pick 16, let's get it real quick. Atlanta Falcons. Unfortunately, they're going to they're gonna pick off uh, the Cowboys and they're going to get C.J. Henderson quarterback out of Florida. Exactly who I had, C.J. Henderson, the DB out of Florida. Yeah, I agree with you guys, man. DB out of Florida, C.J. Henderson. They got to fix that defense up, man. They still at that twenty-eight-three is still hanging around in Atlanta. So yeah, they got to they got to come back from that. And I I had Henderson going a lot earlier in the top ten. So here I've got Javon Kinlaw, who Cody had going to Denver. I got him going to Atlanta. So uh, before we go into the next second half of the first round, we also have to thank Cassandra at PNC. And you can visit her at the White House branch or give her a call, 419-877-0634. She can help with all your banking needs, whether it be loans, credit cards, personal banking. She is there to help. So thank you to Cassandra. And back to the 17th pick. Let's get this one. How about the Dallas Cowboys? think with all their people gone, there's a good chance that they may trade back a little bit. Um, but if they do pick here, you got to take the best edge rusher that's out there, which will be, and this one's going to be a tough one, to Levon Chasen from LSU. Dude's a beast off the line, so I would not be mad if they took him. We'll see. And I got the Cowboys going wide receiver with Henry Brooks the third from you're high as a kite. I got him. Uh, I got the Cowboys 
just taken Clavon uh, Chason from LSU. Yeah, I got the same as Cody and Bear as, as well, taking uh, Chasen from LSU. All right, Miami Dolphins, number 18. All right, you ready? This is this where it gets wild. So I have the Dolphins trading this pick to Washington for Trent Williams. So Washington is making this pick, and that'll be offensive tackle Cesar Ruiz from the University of Michigan. I got the Dolphins taking a Calavion chase and like you guys said last pick, but I'm going to take him to go to Miami. All right. Cody? Check my depth chart. I still had the Dolphins making that pick. And uh, I think I think they're gonna try to help out the defense, man. Short the defense up, and they're gonna pick up Xavier McKinney from Alabama. All right, and I've got Josh Jones tackle from Houston. Bear nineteenth. The Raiders again. They got this pick from Chicago. What do you got? I have the Raiders going with Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. And I got the Raiders pairing up Justin Jefferson out of LSU with Tua. Cody Bryant. I got uh, the Raiders taking AJ Terrell from Clemson. I've got Kenneth Murray, Oklahoma, number twenty, Jacksonville Jaguars. I have Javon Kinlaw dropping all the way to them, which I looked back and I was like, shit, that's never going to happen, but I'm going to stick with it because I didn't want to retype my whole fucking thing up. So that's where I'm going. All right, and I'm going to go with uh, Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma to go to Jacksonville. They got Trayvon Diggs from Alabama. I agree with you, Cody Bryant. Number 21, Philadelphia Eagles. Wide receiver, Justin Jefferson from LSU, because they need it bad. Uh, Give me, uh, I got my favorite player in all of college football, Um, Patrick Queen, the linebacker out of LSU, going to Philly. Uh, see, we got what the Eagles, right? Yep. Yep. Justin Jefferson. I agree with Baron Cody here. They need a receiver bad. Justin Jefferson, LSU. Number 22, uh, Minnesota Vikings. After losing some defense, the Vikings need it. So uh, I'm going with quarterback A.J. Terrell from Clemson. And I'm sticking on the defensive side of the ball as well, but I'm going to go Jalen Johnson, cornerback from Utah. Cody. Uh, Jeff Gladney, quarterback from TCU. And they lost a receiver in Diggs, so I think they go receiver here and get Mims from Baylor. 
Number 23, uh, New England Patriots. Um, I think that they go to the defensive side of the ball here. Belichick loves picking random-ass people. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Yater Grossmatos from Penn State, edge rusher. All right. I'm going to disagree a little bit there. I'm going to say he goes offense, and they pick Jordan Love, QB from Utah State. He'll be there in the second round. I got the Patriots picking up A.J. Espinosa from Iowa. And I actually have the same as Parrot. I think they're going to take Jordan Love as well. Number 24. Don't see it. Belichick loves Stidham too much. This is true. Um, 24. I'm going to go with Parrot, um, younger brother from another mother. Patrick Queen, he's going to stay at home, play for the Saints from LSU. Now that would be cool. I got uh, the Saints picking up Brandon Ayuk from the wide receiver out of Arizona State. Wide receiver? Yeah. What any a wide receiver for? Hey, give give Breeze more weapons, man. <laughs> it ain't like you can throw it deep. You don't throw it 12 or 8 yards at a time. Let the horse wide receiver in the fucking front. Damn. Y'all wiggle coming there. Yeah, they need. Just let, let the damn horn make his picks. <laughs> <laughs> we got Cody. Uh, Patrick Queen. Give me Xavier McKinney, safety, Alabama. All right, number 25, Minnesota Vikings. Now, this, Gary, is where I agree with you on replacing Stefan Diggs with T. Higgins out of Clemson, wide receiver. Uh, I got Minnesota going D-end. You turned gross Matos out of Penn State. Yeah, T. Higgins out of Clemson. And I think they're going to go with Antoine Winfield Jr. Safety, Minnesota. 26, Miami Dolphins again. For the third pick in the first round, even though I had them trading out of their second one, I think they do pick here, and they go with the first running back off the board, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. I got Miami taking Cesar Ruiz, the center from Michigan. Ooh. Well, Dustin Rose just beat Kip Sabian. Nice. Uh, he ain't retiring no time soon. Uh, I got the Dolphins picking up DeAndre Swift. And I agree with uh, Cody and Bear here. First running back off the board, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Little five foot nine, two fifteen beast. All right. He's like Emmett Smith, man. Yes, sir. He's quick and he's small and he's just powerful. That's, that's, he's like the Emmett Smith back. Yes, I agree. All right, 27, Seattle Seahawks. I have them taking a safety, aggressive Grant Delta out of LSU. Replace that Cam Chancellor role. 
I have them going on to the offensive line, but I'm going Austin Jackson out of USC. I got uh, the Seahawks taking Yator Gross Matos. I I do as well, Cody Yator Gross Matos, Penn State. 28, Baltimore Ravens. If this dude falls here, which Gary, I think you called him earlier, um, I think he'll be picked earlier, but if he falls, Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma, that Ravens, they just they just land crazy, crazy good defensive players like out of nowhere. If they get him, dude, they're Super Bowl favorite next year. They gotta be. Yeah, I had him going to the Raiders at nineteen. And I've got Patrick Queen, inside linebacker, LSU. All right, Tennessee Titans. I have them taking Ross Blacklock, defensive lineman out of TBU. And I got them going Josh Jones, tackle from Houston. Uh, Zach Bond. From Wisconsin. And then, uh, now he's white. AJ Penis, uh, if I said his name right, I sorry if I butchered it. Defensive end, Iowa. Number 30, Green Bay Packers. I have Denzel Mims going to Green Bay. They need a wide receiver. I think at some point they trade and get AJ Howard. I really do. Um, you don't need Gronk, Cameron Brake, and O.J. Howard in Tampa. So I think O.J.'s going on the, on the move eventually. So I think they will, which is why they want to draft tight end. So they got to go wide receiver here and get Denzel Mims. Dude, another tall guy for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. Yeah, I agree with Bear here. That's exactly who I had. Denzel Mims, wide receiver Baylor. This is why he's hot. This is why he's hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Man, that might be good yeah. for Cody on that one. That's that shit. You've been too old for that shit by that time. I don't say, man. That shit's too young for me. <laughs> man, I was like, oh, four. It's too young for him. <laughs> And uh, I had Mims going to the Vikings earlier, so give me Jalen Rieger, wide receiver, TCU, little 5'11 guy, put him in the slot, 195. Number 31, San Francisco 49ers. All right, first up, 2007 is when that came out, so FYI. Um, <laughs> 49ers second pick in the first round. How is it? I mean, how nice is it that you just are the Super Bowl runner-up and you get two first-round picks? Um, now they got 
they got the wide receiver they need. The only other big need that they need is offensive line. And I got Austin Jackson staying on the West Coast from USC going to protect Garoppolo. I got the 49ers going defense. I'm going to go cornerback A.J. Terrell out of Clemson. I got the 49ers taking a Ross Blacklock from TCU, defensive tackle. I got him with Grant Delpit, safety, LSU. Number 32, your Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. They need linebacker help bad, so I have them going Zach Bond from Wisconsin. I have them sticking to defense, but I got Christian Fulton, corner out of LSU. Uh, Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. They're going to stay with the offensive line. And I have Hingle McCringleberry from Penn State. <laughs> no, I, I, I Thank you. I've also, I actually have, uh, and he's a tight end, by the way. But, no, I've got Christian Fulton, cornerback, LSU, same as uh, Parrott. So that is our draft wrap. We'll see what happens uh, tonight for those people listening to the show. Um, looking forward to the draft. It'll be different. It'll be unique. It'll be fun. Uh, just a few, uh, one final thought here uh, as we wrap up. We do want to thank, of course, uh, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yep, once uh, you know the draft is over and the quarantine's over and you can get back out to the bars and meet some people, maybe get a hold of Connell Barrett, com to spruce your game up and uh, you know be able to dust off that quarantine blues you've been having and the premium websites you've been buying into that have been free and get rid of that and find yourself a real person. Connell Barrett, com. All right, so uh, one – we got uh, final thoughts, screenshot information I found fun. Mary Reynolds, or Mark Reynolds struck out 434 times between the 2009 and 2010 seasons. Same number as Tony Gwen over his 20-year career. Fantastic. Man, where am I getting all my background noise? Is that my parrot again? Some bitch. That's all right. I turned my furnace off. All right. Uh, it's only 25 degrees outside. Shit. <laughs> you don't need it. Here, man. You don't need it. When the missus says she's cold. That's up to 7-5, then. How about this? No, that would be if I turned it back on. <laughs> so, uh, 1994, Michael Moore beats Evander Holyfield in 12 for the heavyweight boxing title. Very next year, same day, George Foreman beats Axel Schultz four in 12 rounds for the boxing title. 2003, Patrick Waugh on this day plays his final career game. Very interesting. Um, let's see if we got any birthday. Patrick Roy. Yeah, Patrick Roy, thanks. Yeah, We'll go with Patrick Roy. <laughs> We'll go with Patrick Roy. Thanks, Bear. Uh, sorry, Bear. Nobody has a birthday today that turns 69, so I apologize to you. Sons of bitches. 
Right, and nobody really here has a birthday that's uh, Ken Dorsey. How about Ken Dorsey? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that. 39 years old. Marshawn Lynch, 34 years old. Yeah, I saw that one today. So running through Skittle faces. How many Skittles do you think he ate today? Forty-seven bags. Before or after he, I see he probably eats the pack after he runs through a motherfucker's face. Yeah, probably does. <laughs> he just goes on treadmills and runs through some shit, and then just boom, Skittle. Yeah, I see. Right? Chocolate milk. <laughs> chocolate milk is a pre or is a post workout. Give him some. Give him some Skittle. I saw he did better uh, with so in the sports science episode when he took the Skittles beforehand. I found that pretty interesting. Um, but thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Don't forget Mind Quarantine comes out tomorrow on Spotify uh, featuring Ted Bone of Pacifier. Congratulations, Wes, on the new single. Should be interesting. Looking forward to hearing it tomorrow on Friday, April 24th. Thank you to uh, uh, Crandall's Quality Landscaping, All Wear Clothing, Tim at Verizon, Cassandra at PNC, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Sorry to Sparty Steve that we couldn't get you on the show again, but thanks for all you do. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Okay. I can't believe Parrot P's sitting down. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, I just want to fucking make a goddamn big noise on the fucking podcast. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> oh, I was about to do single, but I, I, I'm long now. <laughs> <laughs>